Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Slow Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. This weekend, I wanted to continue to get back to my low-budget roots, since there are like no new movies right now really pressing me. So I want to get caught up on some indie-type stuff, some low-budget, really low-budget stuff. And in today's episode, I have definitely have the definition of that. This is a movie that did well at a lot of festivals, and it had a budget of around 15000 or so, and it made like $2 million at the box office. And it's one of those experimental, artsy-type horror movies called Skinamarink. Uh, no idea if that means anything or if I even said that correctly. Uh, but yeah, so what is this one about? And I have to say this, because I've said it before, but this this time I really mean it. This will be the shortest setup ever. So don't don't walk away. Listen, two kids wake up in the middle of the night to find their father gone and they're alone and some sinister things start happening. And that's it. That's the movie. <laughs> uh, we spend the rest of the time trying to figure out and understand exactly what's going on. So what did the pros think? Well, they came in at a 72% on the Rotten scale on 106 reviews, and the audience came in at 44% on over 100 reviews. So about the same number of reviews with completely different reactions to the material, and I'll explain why as I go through what I thought. But first, let me get to these positives. Now, I like movies that don't explain much and just kind of put you in a situation and let you figure it out. And while you're getting your bearings, things start to happen. Uh, the movie has this grainy texture like a old VCR tape that was played a million times and it's kind of worn out. Now, I know I just dated myself there, but, you know, you people that are old enough know what I mean. Um, the way this was shot initially was getting on my nerves and I didn't like it, but as it went on, I understood what he was going for here, and I got it, and I was like, oh, okay. You see, the camera never rises above a child's height. In fact, it's probably at a child's waist level or even lower. So as I watched it, I began to identify with the children since I was stuck at their perspective. Things being out of reach, not quite be able to see things or over things. Uh, it was all very... Um, surreal the way that situation was happening now the darkness is also used very effective because it's dark and then with that grainy texture uh the the, the lack of light you find yourself staring really hard at the screen trying to make things out and sometimes that amounts in some very effective jump scares because you know things happen now this one is really all about the atmosphere and putting yourself in the character's position, in this case, these little children. There's very little dialogue. You never really see any faces, just backs of heads and sides of face, things like that. You really never see anything. And there's just a lot of whispers, voices, crackling, sounds, screams from other rooms, footsteps, I mean, the setting itself is pretty effective for a horror movie, even though you really can't see much. The only brightness comes from the TV, which is an old uh, CRT style, you know, those big TVs from back in the day uh, where they, you know, 
watch these cartoons that are, look like public domain cartoons that are just on repeat on the screen. So, what did it all mean? Now, for me, the director wanted you to feel helpless, like a child being left alone at night in the dark with no one coming to save you. In familiar surroundings that start to become unfamiliar as these things start to happen, so you don't even have the comfort or safety of being at home, and you feel this dread over the whole thing. On that front, I get what he was going for, and it was very effective. If there was some other message here, they, it was lost on me. So I get the critics would be more appreciative of this artsy, experimental type of approach. But let's get to the negatives and why the audience did not. As someone that is, again, you know, I'm no professional critic, but I am a veteran of these types of movies and watching all kinds of movies, especially in the horror category, thriller, I've you know said this before, and I've watched a lot of experimental, artsy type things before, so these kinds of movies require you to have a lot of patience and let things play out. And sometimes, you know, that's cool because you're rewarded with this ah moment or this reveal, and you're like, oh, okay, that's what they were trying to do, or that's what he's saying, or you get this really big scare or it finishes in this big splash and you're like, whoa, you don't feel cheated. The general audience is not going to be that patient, nor should they have to be. I mean, this movie from the start asks you for a lot of leeway and a lot of patience to build a story, which there really isn't one. So you lose a good portion of the people right there that want to see something happen. So when it starts and it's at this weird camera angle, it's all grainy and there's no dialogue or anything going on, you're going to lose a lot of people. Okay, cool. So you lost those people. So the people you still have invested are waiting for, it's still, we're like with you. We're waiting for something to happen. And ultimately, again, not a whole lot of stuff happens. So it winds up, if you don't identify with the children, so I did get that, but if you don't go there, it winds up just being boring and you ends up with this feeling that you just wasted your time watching this, uh, which accounts for all the low scores that this got. I could go on about some of the other stuff, but you get the point. I've already been uh, pretty long-winded as it is about this one. So let me bottom line this one for you. Did I enjoy it? And yeah, I'm going to say no, and I'm going to give it a 50% on the rotten scale to stay consistent. And I'm giving that 50% because this was halfway there for me. It felt half-baked. I mean, I can appreciate the approach and wanting the audience to get lost in the mysterious wonder of it all. And But something ultimately has to happen. I mean, it has to pay off. Again, this is a really slow-burn type movie. They don't describe it as that because it's hiding behind this layer of art style like oh this is art so you gotta watch it a certain way no this is ultimately just something that's just slow and i won't even call it a slow burn i'll call it a slow <laughs> simmer because it never really heats up it doesn't really go anywhere and you know when it doesn't go anywhere and it doesn't pay off it leaves you wondering what in the world did i just watch and why did i watch it uh and i read this was a horror short that was adapted to a full-length feature. Now, if that's the case, I get it. I've seen plenty of those little horror shorts on YouTube. They're like 
15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes long where you're watching some strange imagery on the screen and stuff's going on. You're like, and then it'll just end. You're like, wow, what in the world did I just watch? But you're saying that in a thought provoking type way, not in a way that you're frustrated with what you just watched. Now at 30 minutes, that's okay. And that's far more effective. But at an hour and 39 minutes where that's just way too long, you get used to the environment. You get used to the little tricks and things and noises. And you're like, well, okay. And you keep waiting for that payoff that never comes. Even if there was some deeper meaning that I missed, because I can hear uh, some people saying, well, you missed a point or you missed this, you missed that. Cool. The bottom line is, and this is what this director missed, this writer missed, you still have to make something that's entertaining for the audience to watch. Uh, I get it. If this was your vision and you wanted to make it that way, didn't cost a lot of money, I'm happy for you. I'm not trying to, to, to crap on your vision or your art here. Uh, 15K to make a movie that made $2 million, congratulations, good for you. But, yeah, this was not it for me. And clearly not it for most of the audience that actually watch this. Um, yeah, so watch this one at your own risk. I'm not even going to tell you to watch it or not watch it. Uh, for me, it's a definite skip. You could go on YouTube and maybe even Google this short that or search for this short that this is based on and maybe watch that instead of watching uh, this big time investment. It's such a huge time investment. Had it been an hour even, I would have been more satisfied with that. But anyway... With that being said, I'm going to close it out right here. If this is your first time, don't make it your last. This has been a Pod Bean production, mostly low-budget movie reviews with Clarence. I am up on all streaming platforms, wherever you listen to your music and your other podcasts. And yes, I will be back again uh, with another movie this weekend. Uh, and it is another small movie, I believe. Uh, that's one of the ones I'm going with. A very small movie. And this one has potential to be very triggering for me. There are certain things that just get under my skin and it makes me angry. And you heard me uh, on one of these movies uh, a few reviews back where these parents refused to, like, protect their children. And they were just totally clueless. And that one was, like, infuriating for me and triggering this movie that I'm potentially going to do will have that same effect, although it's going to be different uh, subject matter. But if you want to know what that is, you're going to have to tune in for the next episode. Thank you once again. I appreciate the support, and I will see you guys next time. Peace.